Hello, this is Sunday Politics and a Drink. Uh, I'm Greg and I'm with Boyan today and our guest is Marine. Uh, how are you doing, Boyan? I'm good. And you, Greg? Uh, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. And you, Marine? How are you doing? I'm tired because it's very late where I live. <laughs> yeah, so first question here today, like, where do you live? I live in Seoul, so in South Korea for those who might not know. <laughs> yeah, and so for our listeners, we're recording at 3 p.m. here in France and Germany, where we're both from. And so, yeah, Marine was kind enough to wait for us and actually we'll go to bed quite late. Yeah. Just to have a little conversation with us today. Yeah, let's have fun. Uh, so, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about you, Marine? Like, what? how old are you? What's your life experience like? And... What's your relationship to, to politics like? Okay, so I'm 28 years old. I feel so old now. Um, and I'm... Uh, so I'm currently living in South Korea and I've been living in Asia for like three years now. And I love to travel and to discover other cultures and stuff. That's why I'm living abroad now. And... My relationship with politics, I would say that I don't really like how politics work now, like nowadays and stuff. And that's why I've never been really interested in it. But I think that in our society, you can't really not be involved into politics. Like even if you don't want to have anything to do, you need to have opinions on things and stuff. And then, you know you go into politics kind of yeah it makes you politic yeah political as long as you have opinions mm -hmm. you kind of have a political opinion too so yeah yeah true uh and you boyan like how would you describe your relationship towards politics for the longest time i didn't really think much about it but in I don't know, maybe like a year to one and a half, two years ago, I started uh, being interested in it and like realized the importance of it. And yeah, then I just started yeah to to inform myself a bit more about it and well yeah be interested in it. Okay, okay. Uh, like just for the honesty and like so that everyone knows where we go in. Uh, where would you? put yourself like on the political spectrum Boyan um, well in the um, in the lower left corner so left libertarian okay like if that's not something you'd want to hide like who would you vote for like if the election was today in Germany um, uh, for the Green Party Okay, and you, Marin, I don't know if like you're still up to date with French politics then, but who would you vote for today if the elections were tomorrow? No one, I think. <laughs> like, as in no one, no one like you don't like anyone or like you just yeah. can't be bothered. Like, no, it's just that in my mind, I'm 
thinking that I will vote for someone when someone will um, make me want to vote for them. Like, since I, like, turned 18 and I was able to vote and stuff, there was no candidate that I was like, oh, I want to vote for this person because, like, I don't feel that I relate to any of those people ideas so so I don't think I would vote now because I need someone that has young and like new ideas and not like an old man with an old man vision of the world basically uh-huh. are you talking about Joe Biden now no I'm like talking in general because sadly in general politics are for old man if you look around the world yeah yeah that's true um and so that's a good transition because our subject today will be like donald trump and how how he came to power what will be his heritage in the world politics and donald trump actually came to power thanks to well thanks thanks to people who who didn't vote before like most of Donald Trump electors were people who didn't trust political, like politics, didn't trust politicians, and they saw that in Donald Trump, like he was not a politician. Uh, so how, like, how did you react when you first learned that Donald Trump was elected back in 2016? Lol. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It sounded like a joke. Yeah, yeah. like. Seriously, as like, how can you, like, how can you vote for someone like this? Like, seriously, it was it was more like someone who wanted to be in front of the stage for fame than to, like, rule the country or to, like, help his like his citizen. Yeah, well, when when he started like uh, being in the primary for the Republicans. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good joke. We are all going to laugh about it. Then he started winning some states. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not as much as a, as a joke as it used to be. But then I was like, okay, he can win. And I think that his, his team, like the people with him, were actually pretty good. Because the campaign was not about him winning, but about Hillary Clinton losing. Mm-hmm. So I think it came to power thanks to that. People wanted Clinton to lose more than Trump to win. So what do you think about it, Bojan? Yeah. Um, from what I've heard here in Germany, that seems like yeah, it was also portrayed as that. <clears throat> and yeah. So was it a surprise for you? Yeah. Like yeah, in the beginning it was. Like, it wasn't really the expectation that he would win, but then, obviously, in the end, he did win. And, yeah, um, also what you said regarding the, um, that most non-voters, like, started voting for Trump in the in the first election. Uh, here in, in Germany, the right-wing or, like, populist party, AFD, also uh, gained most of its voters from... from previous non-voters so yeah i think that's something that's something we can conclude from this is that 
all the far right parties like uh, like AFD in Germany or even uh, the Front National, which has changed names now in France, but they all gained most of their votes from people who didn't vote before. Uh, so they gave, mm-hmm. yeah, that's quite sad, but they gave a voice to people who didn't have one. Yeah. And so I don't know how it is. So maybe Marine, you can light, light us up on this. Uh, how is it, what's happening in Asia about it? Like, are there some far right parties that are emerging to give a voice to people who didn't have one before? Um, yeah, I'm like, I didn't do many research about like politicals here, but from what I've heard from my friends and stuff, I guess it's just kind of the same than everywhere else. There are like different parties and like right and left and extremists. And um, from what I can see is that um, they give a voice pretty much to everyone. So, but yeah, I, I don't know if like one party is like put in the light more than another one. To be honest, I have no idea. So, like, what's really shocking about Trump is that even after four years of doing nothing but bullshit, he still had a lot of support, and that's something like, I'd less, I'd like us to debate here to, to talk about. Like how can Donald Trump, after four years, still be a contender in the election? Because it, w- it was not like Biden winning everything. Mm-hmm. He could have won. Like After a few hours, I was like, okay, Donald Trump may actually be the next president again. <laughs> Please yeah. God, no. So, yeah, well, I think even though I'm not completely convinced by Joe Biden... Well, I'm still super glad that he won. Yeah. But like, what do you think made people vote for Donald Trump again this time? I think it's just because if you look at it, a lot of people, like most of the people who voted for Trump are from like the less educated parts of America. And I think that's why people, uh, like a lot of people voted for them because sadly there is still a lot of people who don't have access to like an open-minded environment or like just proper education on like basics of life and stuff. So that's why he got so many voices from those people. And also because he supports the rich a lot. And I guess that's also one of the reasons why he got a lot of support. Because there are still a lot of people like rich. Yeah, but most most of his supporters are actually not the rich people. Like They're like the, the poor people of rural America. Because that, that that's what is happening. It's like you have cities who've or voting for Democrats and you have the rural areas who are voting for Republicans and here Donald Trump uh, what I'm thinking about is that did they vote Republican like against Joe Biden or did they vote for Donald Trump 
and mm-hmm. like do you think like Donald Trump said he would run again for pre- president of the United States in 2024 um, like do you think he has a chance of actually winning winning back the position that he would be the first president I think to lose and then win again so do you think he can do it like he will maintain the support it would be so sad <laughs> if this happens but it could happen de- depending on what biden will do if he does well and if he like contents um like the population probably it will be okay but if he does stuff that a lot of people disapprove then maybe we'll have a chance and it will also depend i mean on other candidates but i guess biden will run again so i think that president always runs again so like except if it's its second term but it won't be the case so we might have another donald trump against joe biden in 2024 but i don't think the republican party will actually uh, let that happen well in that case they could always uh, trump could always run independent again which would then be interesting having him again like taking the non-voters the previous non-voters against the republicans and but the democrats can he win without the support of the republican party I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure here. Uh, I don't think he can, because uh, some people voted for him just because he was the Republican candidate. Mm-hmm, yeah, but then there are also a lot of people that, like, that were the previous non-voters that, um, that just voted for Trump, not for the Republicans. Like, I mean, as, as him being the Republican president, they voted for the Republicans, but they're not specifically in favor of. The Republican Party, but just specifically of this person. Yeah, and do you think that there's there's a possibility that into like in the next election, so in four years now, uh, mm-hmm. we'll see a three candidates uh, election, like Democrats, so Joe Biden, Republicans, and a like Trump independent campaign. Yeah. Is that something you can see happening? Uh, yeah like it's possible um also he said that he wants wanted to have like a tv like the trump tv channel in order to like keep the um keep all the previous non-voters or like the um, the ones that are really in favor of trump that to keep them engaged throughout the entire time in which like he is not the acting president anymore yeah so yeah he will try to convince people that he was right that Mm -hmm. joe biden is doing wrong so having his own media to do that is obviously a plus well fox news will do the works for him too so there will be multiple medias like destroying joe biden and trying to sell a new republican president that's for sure uh so yeah that's something I think now we have to reckon that there is a new political force in the US, but even in the world, and that will be on the next subject, we'll have to talk about what Trump mm-hmm. did in Europe. But there is a new force that we may call Trumpism, 
and some people actually like that even if they don't like Donald Trump per se they like the ideas like protect Americans or protect your national citizenship uh, like build the wall well that is something like Donald Trump got elected by promising to build that wall which he didn't but he did the promise and it pleased people yeah so I like I think some people actually like the ideas that Donald Trump was promoting mm-hmm. and so it's well like the plague going through the world uh, so have you seen like new people supporting Donald Trump's ideas and political choices in Germany um, I haven't really like generally the, um, the perception of uh, US like uh, the perception of US Americans towards Germany are very positive. Like in a poll that has been conducted, um, about 80 to 85% of the of US Americans have yeah, very positive views where uh, onto Germany, whereas about the same number in, um, or the p- same percentage number of Germans have very negative views on the US. And also in all the media reportings that, um, that I heard, they were never really in favor of of the Trump administration. Yeah, because I know that in France, most uh, major parties were against Donald Trump and were like saying it's a dangerous things that happened. But throughout the um, throughout his mandate, the um, most of the far right parties actually started backing him. Uh, so the mm-hmm. Front National, which is the far right party, uh, like quickly. Uh, backed him and then we have other like minor parties who started backing him but most of them are in the far right so that's something else like we have to consider that in Europe uh, Donald Trump would be a far right candidate Mm -hmm. Uh, he would never be just like the right candidates uh, for a Republican party because I don't know about Germany but if you take the Democrats, like the Democrats, their uh, their programs, what they want to do, it's really close to what we consider to be right wing here in France. So even mm. though they are the left of the American spectrum, yeah, they are quite right in an European uh, point of view. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if you take Democrats, even in Britain, I think it's quite like they would be closer to the conservative parties. Uh, like the Conservative Party than the Labour Party, uh, what would they be closer to in Germany? I'm honestly not really sure uh, which party would cl- most closely resemble them, but I would guess the one of the um, most prominent parties, so uh, either SPD or CDU. Yeah, which would be considered like where of the political spectrum, like more right, more cent- centre-right. Uh, well, here they're considered to be centered to, uh, I think, like, some are sli- like centered left and others more a bit more center right, but generally in the center. Okay. So, yeah, that's something that we have to think about. That Do you think uh, a Trumpist, like Trumpism, can actually 
become a force, a new force in Europe. Like that some candidates will actually like say, okay, I would like to be the Trump of that in that country. Mm -hmm. And can it work? Well, I think it certainly changed the, um, the way how politics is done from now on and that a lot of candidates will try to reach popularity in the same manner. Uh, I'm not sure how successful they will be here in Europe, but I think um, especially like the already populist or right-wing parties are certainly going to try to emulate this uh, to whatever degree they think it will just be like very accepted. Uh, what do you think about it, Marine? I think that, um, like, the very like far right movement is not something very popular at the moment because it just conveys too many like problematic um, stuff and ideas so i don't think like a trump movement will be successful i think we will hear about it probably but i don't think it can win i just i mean i hope it can't but yeah i don't i don't think that kind of ideas can work out so i uh, will go out on a limb here but let's talk about who I consider to be the European first Trump candidate, Boris Johnson, like mm. the Prime Minister of uh, of Britain, like he's he clearly is a new Donald Trump, apart from the like shitty haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he's a buffoon. Everyone knows that. Still, he was the mayor of London. Now he's the Prime mm. Minister, and he's quite actually. He's not I would not say far right, but he's like really far on the right though. Uh, so like being anti-immigrants, being uh, pro-Brexit, mostly against immigration. So, like, do you think uh, Boris Johnson is actually the first Trump-like candidate to be elected in Europe? Well, he certainly like very often got compared to Trump or to be the European Trump. Like, like in a lot of um, media outlets of which I heard things regarding him he was always compared mm. and I think the only reason he was elected like quite close to Donald Trump uh, in terms of dates uh, is that yeah. uh, Boris Johnson is actually like an old politician he has been in politics for a really long time so mm -hmm. that's why he's, he's elected at the moment um but in other countries, I think, and even though I'd like to agree with Marine that it will not happen, <laughs> I actually think it will happen. Uh, so fingers crossed, it's not where we live so that we can still live quite normally. But I actually think it will happen throughout Europe. Uh, mm -hmm. So like we've seen Austria, maybe Boyan, you'll have more things to say about it because maybe you'll know a little bit more about it but in Austria I think there was like a real far-right candidate uh, like mm -hmm, close yeah. to winning at the um, last election I don't know all that much about it but I remember that there was um, 
uh, what is it called? Like um, a political scandal regarding the the right wing party or like an official from the right wing party, and um, Russian. Uh, what are they called? They're mm, like Russian like the intervening into the election. Mm -hmm. uh, but specifically with a, uh, I want to say monarch, but like, uh, or was it oligarch? I think, yeah. Oh yeah, the oligarch, like the rich, like the doing in oil businesses mm -hmm. or things like that. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, a video that has been leaked of like a meeting between um, the like high-ranking official of a right-wing party and um, an um, an oligarch from Russia and like yeah like the discussion that they had and that it was uh, said to be like a sellout of the country towards like towards Russia or the oligarch yeah that's quite weird because I know we have the same thing in France uh, during the last elections the mm -hmm. far-right party could actually finance its campaign just because they had a loan from a Russian organization. Mm -hmm. uh, so Russia's actually going really far into supporting far-right parties, which is kind of weird because even though uh, Vladimir Putin is no communist, we can't say he's an absolute like racist so it's weird that he's supporting all these far-right parties throughout Europe. Yeah. And he supported Trump too. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Is it is it to create like maybe a bad atmosphere and put some people that would destroy other countries like in power position to fuck everybody up? Like you you want to like create a whole mess in Europe and like an apocalypse and then like rule over the whole Europe. <laughs> like I mean, like if, if everyone's going down, and you're the only one staying shit, but yeah, be like I'm the savior. Not going down. I'm the mo I'm the most stable guy here. So, yeah, maybe that that's a possibility. Yeah, like Russia just is now maybe Europe. because Europe is now Russia. Welcome. Well, he started in Ukraine, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we'll see far right presidents like leaders in Europe. Um, don't know where yet. I think we can say that Hungary has crossed the line already uh, with Orban uh, being really close to what we call a dictator. But I see other countries like have you like what did what do you know about Poland at the moment? Because I think they're pretty far right, like anti, anti LGBT, anti women mostly. Mm -hmm. So we have Trump candidates at the moment in Europe. We just don't yeah. hear about them in Western Europe. True. Yeah. Um, I like heard about signing uh, like petitions to be signed regarding the loss of democracy and the loss of rights for minorities in the more uh, eastern countries of Europe. Yeah, because, well, I know that Belarus, like Belarusian, are actually demonstrating at the moment against their government, which has been a dictator for years. So maybe they are, they are on the right path, but 
Poland is going the other way round, that's for sure. Because uh, I was really shocked about hearing that some some areas were declared LGBT-free zones. I mean, uh, where you live in Germany, Poland's not that far. It's, it's just a few miles away. That's yeah. so scary. So it's weird to, it's weird to see that people were actually... You might see them in the streets and they live in a country where it's it's almost illegal to to be gay i can't believe that in like 2020 we still have things like that happening it's just yeah like who cares like seriously who 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 cares who you're liking you have the right to be gay you have the right to be like heterosexual like whatever you want it's your private life nobody should you know decide on your rights just because of that well, it's just and it's even harder to get in countries like Poland who used to like accept it like it was not a problem uh, I think gay people could actually uh, get married in Poland and now they went back on everything like they suppressed things Yeah. so they were actually taking some people's right away from them which is even so, more yeah, this scary. is weird yeah it's scary and so people voted for it and uh, the, the elections uh, in Poland were actually about that like okay you want more rights for gay people or less right it was a vote about that uh, among other things of course but it was a huge part of it so yeah it's super scary so let's like do some predictions here who like who do you see emerging in germany to take a trump-like position hmm. party wise i would uh, just say the afd yeah uh, the, the other ones who go to when you think about like racist politics on they yeah yeah and yeah and you marine what do you think about france I think that France is going crazy at the moment, so I'm very scared of what will happen in the future. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about what's going on in France at the moment yeah. <laughs> a little bit later. But yeah, as far as like Trump-like candidates go, I actually... Maybe Marine Le Pen, yeah, I mean, she's the, the only leader one. of the far right, she'll, she can try and become a little bit more Trump-like. Yeah. So that would be scary. Or... Because she's very good at communication, which is one of the good points of Trump, is that he's very good at communication, and that's, I think, how and why he got elected. So I think that she, if she manages... Like, if she manages to, like, have a good enough communication and to be, like, enough on the medias and you know, have enough time on TV and stuff, maybe she can have a chance because a lot of people, sadly, when they don't really try to get information by themselves, they just trust what they see on TV, so. Yeah, if she can get some media backup, which she has at the moment, uh, because that's a huge debate about a TV channel called LCI, so LCI, who recruited some like really far-right analysis to intervene uh, in their shows. 
So yeah, maybe Marine Le Pen can do it. But I think her name is too famous for her to actually become a new Trump. Uh, the one I'm most scared of is her niece. Uh, so because yeah, we like a political dynasty. But uh, her niece, Marion Maréchal Le Pen, um, she's younger. She's, we have to say it, really beautiful. And even though it should not matter in politics, for some people it does. And I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, maybe because you're... <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, think... I could find her pretty, but I don't. Yeah, her ideas make, like, it makes her look hideous. <laughs> but uh, for some people, she's, like, really attractive. And I think... It is something that we have to think about. She wants to come back in politics. She stopped after being elected. But she can be a surprise, like if the Front National, like the far-right party, actually decides to stop Marine Le Pen and put her as a candidate. She can be more of a danger, I think. Maybe. Because like, if you think about it, I I remember seeing like a lot of interviews where people were like oh like why do you vote for macron and just like people some people were like oh because he's handsome and it's like he looks good sorry what yeah. <laughs> sorry what that, that's not a reason you know he, he's going to rule the country are you aware of that so yeah like it can happen again yeah And there's another one, the last one that I actually can be scared of, is uh, Marcel Campion, who's not that famous at the moment. Uh, he used to be like the president of the of an association of people who own roller coasters, um, hmm. which is weird in a sense. Uh, but he he was at war with the uh, the mayor of Paris. And so he decided to be a candidate against her in the last elections. Uh, he lost, like, by a huge margin. But some people outside of Paris liked him. And here again, we have the same, same pattern as in the US. Uh, the cities, Paris, Lyon, voting for left candidates or even green candidates. And the rural areas voting for more right, even far right I mean, I can see where I live. I live in quite a rural area in France, and most of the like, most of the area voted for the far right party in the last elections. Uh, and we have to see that in the European Parliament, most of our like deputies are far right where I live. So, I think he, if he wants to stay in politics or like has another non-famous person who wants to take on his legacy he can be a new trump candidate in france like in the next elections yeah. that will be next year so yeah we can see that happening in western europe too i think yay <laughs> let's hope not which is scary Let's just hope not. Yeah, so I think we're done with this. Uh, so to conclude this episode, yeah, uh, 
so you wanted to talk about something i think it was in france uh, that happened in the next uh, the last weeks something that shocked you about like this uh, it was i think about the police in france yeah i mean it's sadly it has been going on for more than a few weeks but it's just like uh, police violence like police violences just became so crazy in france and yeah like i i really have the impression that since i moved to asia in like beginning of 2018 friends just went crazy about a lot of stuff and especially about that like seeing just like people like demonstrating in the street and just being sometimes beaten to like a point where they just got severely injured i was like what the hell this never happened before like i've never seen that in my life and i don't understand how we like got to that point where it just became normal to see that much violence in any demonstration that is happening i was like yeah. wow I, i don't know if it's something that is really like new as of as of like 2018 or is it something that now the media talked about no i think it's just the- like it happened before like obviously but i think it just became more violent than before because yeah like and maybe maybe because now we have demonstrations in france uh quite a lot uh since macron got elected maybe it's like it has become more frequent yeah but like it's just like unjustified police movements are just so numerous i i just like the 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 thing that shocked me the most i think was um like on the day like on women's rights day uh which was in last march like girls and women like demonstrating in the street got beaten by the police and like i've seen videos of that and i've seen like random innocent women being bitten by like like really like not casual police like police with weapons and i was like how can this happen on a day where we're supposed to celebrate women's rights yeah and i mean there was this and there was the yellow vest movement before and now there are the demonstration against the security laws yeah. the new security laws and it's all and all and all it's always the same thing uh but what is like the most shocking to me is that like when we see the police uh with someone called Michel uh, in Paris he's a black music producer and after getting out of his studio he got beaten up by the police he had a grenade thrown on him and uh, a grenade i like the gas grenade which is still pretty shocking yeah 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 uh but he was beaten up by the police 
just because he was black, basically. There was no other reason. And what I think is the most shocking is that if, if the police didn't lie on their report, there would, like, nothing would have happened because they are being attacked at the moment uh, through the justice system because they lied on the report saying that he fought back, which he didn't. And there is cameras. The violence in itself. Filming it. Yeah, they, he, he was taped. But the, the thing is, violence is a thing, but they are being judged on lying on their report. Yeah, not because they were... Yeah. Not on being violent. Yeah. And that's how it goes all the time. Like, they are not punished. I've been, like, seeing so many cases of, like, police violence with evidence and nothing was done which is crazy like seriously it's not because you're in the police that you are like you have the right to do whatever you want especially like one thing that like got me crazy <laughs> is when i talked about that to some people and they were like yeah but if the police fights in like demonstrations and stuff it's because they've been like verbally attacked or something and i'm like do you realize that the people demonstrating are just like random people like you and me and that the police who like are in charge of the demonstration have weapons which can be lethal you can't compare both i don't care like you can't compare like someone who is like just insulting another person and this person attacking because they got insulted. Yeah, and you can't you can't almost kill someone yeah. just because he insulted you. Exactly. Especially in like in demonstration where there is a lot of people and you can't really know who did what. You can't just like yeah. charge in the middle of the thing and just like hit everyone. And I, I know the feeling. I know like when you're demonstrating and like someone in the middle starts to insult the police and like I've like last time I was like peaceful demonstrations every everything was going well and like someone started to chant something around like the likes of uh, policemen kill your officers um, and then come and demonstrate with us and I was like okay so you're asking police to kill someone but in the atmos atmosphere that we're in we're going to get killed now. <laughs> we're going to get attacked. And so I was demonstrating peacefully. Someone was chanting. And I thought, the first thing I thought was like, okay, I have to get safe. I have to be safe because the police is going to attack us. It's not even like, are they going to attack us? It's when are they going to attack us? Yeah. Which is crazy because like, I know, like for me, for example, um, when I'm in Asia and I see like a police officer, I'm not scared because I know that their job is to protect me. But when I'm in France, I'm seriously scared of any police officer that I can see. Because I've yeah. seen so many things involving police officers doing like crazy stuff that now I'm like, I don't feel safe towards those people. I don't care if there are good police officers obviously there are but you can't just close your eyes on like all the bad things just because some people are good because if those people who are good don't 
like open their mouths and like make their voices heard to say we don't agree on what our colleagues are doing bad then it means that they approve because if you stay silent when you see something bad it's not good it's like approval yeah 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 it's a passive form of yeah approval, so yeah. basically what makes me crazy is that we see a lot of like police violence in france but like all those good police officers they don't say anything because they're probably scared too which is even sadder if you think about it because like if the police is even like is also scared of the like bad police what can we do yeah and like i think something that is really scary is that most police policemen like police women are not supporting not saying like violence is great but they are saying like there is no police violence and by denying that it exists they can't deal with the problem yeah mm -hmm. exactly and like for example i don't know if you've seen that because it's quite recent it was i think well, it was yesterday i think or the day before uh, uh macron went onto a uh, internet media and said that there was a problem with not he said we can't say police brutality or police violence but with violence with some of the police and after that uh three or four uh, police unions said like we are going to stop working we're going on strike we're not going to arrest people anymore we're not going to do our jobs because macron has dared say to say that there was some violence by the police and wow. they are like they, they were called on the radio they were called the state within the state and they they really are so yeah and their their ministers the the interior minister uh, is always defending them if there was violence you have to think about like what people did to create this situation it's not the police fault uh if they're if the police attacked in the demonstration it's not their fault they were asked to do it for reasons we can't know but that were good reasons and things always like this they were always supported and so now that people are actually putting forward like okay there is police brutality it is a problem they don't know how to react because they've ne they've never been like forced to see that yeah and obviously they will have black sheep it's it's normal like every job every profession has black sheep the problem is that if you're a black sheep in the police you have weapons and you can you can kill people yeah. like a black sheep as a teacher he can be a bad teacher he cannot teach people correctly but he won't kill yeah it won't hurt like someone but the thing is like that's how like all the black lives matter movement started is because a police officer killed someone and that's the thing like some people are like yeah but police officers they're just like human beings so that's normal that if they feel threatened they like fight back or something and i'm like yes but as long as you have a weapon you also need to control yourself and to be able to control yourself so that you don't harm or kill 
any person that says something that you don't approve because if yeah. you have like such a quick temper you don't deserve to be a police officer you need to find another job yeah and that's why i think like we should not like give weapons to everyone because most people <laughs> can't have a weapon without killing someone within a year or two yeah one thing also that i don't find normal is that like i'm not like i i don't think maybe what i'm saying is wrong but what is not normal is that when you go to the police i don't think you have like a moral test you have like physical tests and stuff but you for me you should need to have like a moral test to see like if you are able morally and like just not physically to do this job because i think that's also why we see a lot of violence towards like people and and stuff is because there is a lot of people in the police that are racist or sexist or like xenophobic or like um like homophobic or anything and those people if they have weapon they can harm the people that they don't like even more easily and that's dangerous but don't you think it's like it's a good thing for the hierarchy that the higher people to have these people who are ready to act like they don't think about what you're asking them yeah but that's dangerous <laughs> it is but i think it's good for the people in power yeah but like, that what, what's better that's the problem because like i know that like as you said before the problem with like police brutality is that they are not punished for what they do and like there is always someone to defend them but like what i've seen i mean if you don't think about corruption and everything like in asia from what i saw and from what i understood if you do something bad while you're supposed to be like someone protecting your people it's even worse than if you're just like a random person and that should be how it works because like when you're supposed to protect people and you're supposed to be like the person that people will turn to if they are in danger and you're just like no i don't care about you then what's the point of doing this job like if if you don't even think about like brutality and like violence and like demonstration and stuff i also have seen and heard like so many people especially women after they got like harassed or like raped or you know having like trouble like this having such bad experiences with police that they regretted to have been there because like basically the police was like we don't care about what you're saying which is super super bad and dangerous like you you can't yeah. do that yeah and like as a foreigner in asia like where basically we can like everyone can clearly see that you're not from south korea you were not born born there mm -hmm. you're not korean why you're saying i'm not you... asian <laughs> i don't look asian you... no yeah i was in high school with you so i know you're clearly i know not. i know yeah i know i'm super super white to be, <laughs> to be taken for an asian. but have you like ever felt like you were you would not be protected 
as much as a Korean person or Japanese person for when you lived in Japan? Um, well, um, I yeah, like not yes and no. I would say that if, like, I know that for example, if you get in trouble with a Korean person or a Japanese person, they will tend to like believe the Korean person or the Japanese person more than you because you're a foreigner. But I think this is for every country. Like in every country, they will be like, we'll believe more like the person living in our country that you foreigner. The the national, yeah. Yeah, but if you have troubles with like other foreigners and stuff, then they will, you know, just make no difference. But, like, one thing that I thought, like, I talked about that with a Korean friend, and I thought about it being, like, super sad in France, especially, is that um, um, when it comes to, like, uh, like, sexual aggressions in South Korea, it's really a big deal. Like, if you get, like, attacked or, like, raped or anything... And you go to the police. They will do everything they can to find the guy and get him punished. And my friend, my Korean friend said that usually those guys, they tend to focus on foreigners because they know that they won't go to the police. Because they know that in their country, usually it's like, even if you go to the police, it will not lead to anything. And I found sad, and I found that so sad. I was like, "That's so true, though." Like. But then, like, how many times have you heard like French girls saying, "I went to the police, and it felt like I was being raped a second time, because I was accused of being like the reason I was raped because my skirt was too short, or because uh, my cleavage was too too big." In- so I can understand, like most people don't want you to go to the police because they don't know how to deal with it correctly. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't know how to support the victims. They, they just like, with some people, I mean, some people are very nice, but it's like all the time. The thing is that those bad people should not exist at all. Like, it should not be a thing. Like, you should not blame the victim when someone comes to you and be like, I got attacked by this person and this happened you shouldn't be like oh yeah but what were you wearing and what were you doing at that time and why were you in that street at that hour or why were you you know all all those kind of stuff yeah it's never the victim's fault anyway and this kind of like discussion should not exist at all and so here we've been talking about a really French problem that we're having at the moment. Uh, does it ring any bell in like your German life? Not really. I'm surprised to hear it like that. Um, Welcome to France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, yeah, I don't like. Um, I mean, obviously, when like a police car is driving across or like along the street uh it's more noticeable than other cars or like you pay more attention to it but it's not like i feel uh like endangered or threatened or anything like that and so like for example 
if you, I don't know if it's like something you do a lot, but if you were going to a demonstration, mm-hmm. would you feel threatened by the police being there? Um, I didn't feel like that when I was on a demonstration and the police was there. Um, but yeah, if you'd like the example that you brought up earlier with someone actually chanting uh, things that would like entice the police to actually take action, then yeah, of course, I would also get away and like, like from what you hear from media that they use um, the tear gas or the um, uh, the water cannons. So obviously, I would try to go away in order to, in case that happens, to not be at the site, but um like assuming there's no one actually trying like chanting uh anti-police things i would not feel threatened and so what's the general opinion about like police in germany like do people trust and like police or are they like neutral towards them mm, i think more n- like between trust and neutral like it's not that i um or well the few like i actually went to the police for a few things um like i never really felt like it was worth it or like i got help there but i also didn't like feel like i couldn't or shouldn't go there because it would be like dangerous or anything like that yeah because like just to give you an example uh i'm pretty much like really low abiding uh, i'm a public servant so i don't mm-hmm. want to do anything like illegal and one time mm-hmm. i organized a demonstration where i live so small rural town mm-hmm. uh, near lyon in france and so it was a vegan demonstration we we're just going there showing some images on computers and talking with people i did all mm-hmm. the paperwork and i was uh, i received a convocation to go to the police So I thought, like, maybe, yeah, it's my first demonstration in this city, so maybe they want to know me, no problem. I went there, and for, I was... It was not just with any policeman. It was with the, like, highest-ranking officer in the city. Oh, wow. And they basically told me, like, okay, now you're on your list. You're like a terrorist. Uh, you can do what you want, but if there is a stone thrown onto a butchery, like a butcher shop or something like that, you will be the first person we come to see. You're mm. on the radar. Wow. So I was just organizing a demonstration. I'm a teacher, so I, I yeah. don't want any bad thing on, my, like, on the judiciary side of it. And first thing they said, like, okay, you're on the radar. We're like, you're like a terrorist. Just because you're so, demonstrating oh, yeah. for like vegan stuff, you're a terrorist. Wow, <laughs> welcome to France. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's another subject because like a lot of vegan people are actually put to jail, like put in jail today because uh, in the new laws that we had a year ago, uh, veganism is put on the same line as uh, like Islamic terrorism. So now we can be thrown to jail. <laughs> Just, uh, oh it's, called, it's called Demeter. If you want to read about it, it's quite scary. Wow. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, I told my girlfriend, like, we live in a house, that it would not be a surprise if one day the police was at the door <laughs> to 
actually like with a warrant. <laughs> you don't just eat because meat. we're vegan. <laughs> you don't eat meat. Wow. You need to go you to monster. jail. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Oh wow. So yeah, well, I mean, if I had a problem, I mean, I'm not scared of calling the police. Like for everything. Like last mm. time, I saw someone with a weapon on the side of the road. Uh, was certainly a hunter, but no vest and the gun was actually loaded. So I said, like, I called the police, like, okay, there's someone who's armed on the side of the road. So I'm not scared mm -hmm. for that. But if I had a real problem, maybe I would be scared. Like, if I, if I had really something important, would, would I feel safe going to the police? I don't think I would. Yeah. Hmm, wow, okay. That's the thing that is said. That that goes with my like the the thing I wanted to talk about this week about is the new security laws in France. So just to put you up to date, uh, there are a number of new laws that the government wants to uh, put forward, and the one that is creating a lot of problem is the Article Twenty Four, which mm -hmm. forbids the population to and the journalists. Uh, they forbids them from like filming the police. So if this law was to be passed, uh, which it certainly will, it will become illegal in France to film the police and to put it on the internet or like on TV. So wow. Um, so that's the solution the French government found against police violence. That if it's not filmed, no nobody will see. If nobody sees. We'll, we'll see. It doesn't exist. <laughs> It doesn't happen. Um, so people are focusing on this Article 24, but the rest of the law is actually pretty scary because it allows the police to use drones and to uh, like use drones to film people. Uh, it also allows the police to use a lot more uh, video surveillance for the population. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, I don't think uh, Macron wants to turn into a dictator. At the moment, but he may in the future. But at the moment, but. I don't think he sees a dictator himself. But with these laws, even though Macron won't use it like this, we don't know who's going to be president in the future, and we don't yeah. know that someone will not use it to be a dictator. Uh, it was the same with the Demeter law that passed last years, uh, like in the last two years, I think. It was. I mean, it's good to fight against, like, terrorists. When you put vegans, communists, and uh, anti-fascist movements with the terrorists, you're creating a good atmosphere for a far-right dictator to arrive and arise. So yeah. that's something that is really shocking to me, is that, uh, well, it's good that people are demonstrating against it, but they're really focusing on this Article 24, uh, and the media, the, all the journalists are fighting against it too, because it's clearly against the freedom of the press. But there are so many other things, and it has been voted. The law has been passed. They just said, we're going to work on the Article 24. It's like... Uh, a smoke screen. Everyone was focusing mm -hmm. on that and they voted the rest. So now the police can use drones in cities to... Do you think that was intentional to 
like have an article that a lot of people will focus on and that be like the um the distraction of all the other articles well it sounds a little bit like uh like some theory but yeah i think they did on purpose because they attacked the press so they knew Mm -hmm. that the media would only talk about it yeah so it sounds like a conspiracy but it might as well be real here yeah and also like um when the the uh soccer matches like of europe or of the worldwide ones are happening then at least here in germany a lot of uh, laws that might not be uh, popular are ca- uh, cast in exactly that time frame because then the media will put all the attention on the matches and people are not as focused on what is happening in the political world. Yeah, that's what we say in France, like all the laws about educations or voted during the summer when teachers are on holidays and don't want to know about school. Uh, and so like wow, really yeah. bad laws are voted during the summer. If you want to see the worst of French politics, <laughs> like it's during yeah. the summer. And look at education. Wow, okay. <laughs> it's a big mess. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about this because uh, it's terrible what's happening. And, well, it, like, it, it goes hand in hand with what you were talking about, Marine. Yeah. Because, well, during the demonstrations, we've seen a lot of tear gas thrown, uh, thrown around. Uh, we've seen a lot of new violence, uh, like, like police violence. So... Yeah, it just proves a point that we need these videos. We need the media to be able to film and report it. Yet, uh, the government wants to prevent us from doing it. For me, like this but article is the best way they could find to say, yeah, we actually acknowledge that there is police violence, but we just want to close our eyes on it. Yeah, we don't want to deal with yeah. it yet. We don't want to see it. If we don't see it, we can't, you know, be blamed for anything because it basically doesn't happen and doesn't exist. Yeah. At least not for the public yeah. anymore. And they for the, they started for, to for the people that to change their mind sorry. about it. Uh, when a Belgian website, so you know, the Belgium has a French-speaking part, and a, a French-speaking Belgian media said, "Okay, if you have videos of police violence and things like that." we will put it on the internet send it to us and we will do it because it's not illegal in belgium oh okay so at that point like thank you belgium for that that's great but at that point the they started to like go a little bit back and say okay we will see it again we won't vote this article so that we can discuss it again and I'm pretty sure that like, it can be voted at Christmas, like when people will be focused on family, <laughs> or it will be voted yeah. in March when they want to put back the um, retirement laws. So people will be focused on that, and they can vote it or during next summer. Or oh, they will wait for the COVID to be better, and they'll be like, everyone is celebrating that COVID is over, so that we can just pass this article. Yeah, yeah. they might wait quite a long time for that. I <laughs> uh, don't say that. Let's still optimistic. But, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, So, yeah, and COVID is actually part of it. Um, We've had, we are under uh, health 
like health urgency we have like we can't we have our freedom taken away from us we can't go out when we want and we've seen in the past that when that happened with uh, terrorist attacks we had a terrorist emergency kind of state where the president had all the powers the parliament could not do anything about what the president was doing uh, to respond to the emergency obviously now all the laws that were terrible and that people said it's horrible it's just for the emergency Still there. Now they are in the French law. <laughs> they are still there. It's in the constitution. They are still there five years after the Bataclan attacks. And now it's not the state of emergency. It's just the normal law. Wow. Yeah. Do you have an example of do you have an example of one of the these laws that oh. like maybe one of the ones that is the least liked? Uh, for example, they can uh, so with the state of emergency, uh, police can come and arrest you at home uh, without any warrant. Oh. Uh, just like because the prefect or like a high-ranking officer asks ask for it because you represent a danger. What happened is that actually most of the people that got arrested for that were not related to Islamic terrorism. They were mostly far-left uh, far-left leaders hmm. so political like they were like op opposed to the government so and now it's in the law so it's what I'm was I was talking about like with the uh, Demeter laws uh, about veganism far-left and things like that so yeah it's quite scary and even though I don't think that it is used that like Let's not say that France is a dictatorship at the moment. We can still maybe change our fate in the next elections. Uh, but if this continued, we might as well become a dictatorship in the near future. That's something that is really scary to me. Yeah, like one thing that I thought the other day is that when I say that I live in South Korea, a lot of people joke about North Korea. And I'm like... I think that like in a few years, maybe before that, I will be able to say, yeah, but you're closer to a dictator than I actually am. Wow, yeah. Yeah, we see that happening in Hungary at the moment uh, with what they call the illegal democracy or something like that. Uh, like the type of government we have in Russia or Singapore, like where there is a single party, officially it's a democracy, but it's not. That's something that I can see happening in France in 15 to 20 years. Even before that, if it goes like this? Well, maybe I'll be part of the lucky ones who will have moved abroad before that. But it's quite scary to see the once land of the free, like land of the... Like we are the land of the freedom of speech, of democracy of modern democracy i mean yeah and we are turning into that it's quite scary like everything's being taken away yeah because like even if you live abroad like i do i still have my family and my friends in france so i'm like if just it if the situation goes crazy there they still live there and i will still see my family 
going to trouble because they will live in a fucked up country. So I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I can understand that. So maybe Bo Boyan, you have to plan to welcome some people in Germany. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not aware how things are in France. Not to that degree. No, yeah, no. but then maybe it's because we're French and we like to complain and things like that too. You have to take that into account. We are a revolutionary people. <laughs> yeah, but like we don't complain for <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like what we complain about are like actual facts. So. Yeah. Yeah, but we do complain in a more violent, maybe kind of way. Uh, all these laws that are being passed, I think they could be passed in Britain, for example, like without any demonstration, any strikes. There would be debates, of course, but we French people tend to react and we have this tradition of demonstrating. And so it's like, it's, an, it's a circle. We demonstrate against the police and laws to... Like, per like, as you can say, like protect the police. And so the police is getting scared, they attack, etc., etc., etc. I think in other countries, it could have been dealt with differently and maybe it would not have been dealt with at all. Like, it would be the law already. So, but it yeah, wouldn't be normal. We have to take that. It would not be normal, but I don't think, like, in a country like... Uh, Britain, because that's the one I know the most. Uh, it's it would be different. Like I don't think people would demonstrate, like would do demonstrations the same way we did. Yeah, but I don't think it's a bad idea. Like it's a bad thing. I mean, to like raise your voice when you don't think that something is normal and is like basically threatening your rights. So I don't think yeah, yeah, we no. are the ones. It's a pretty good thing. Be blamed. No, no, we're not to be blamed at all. I'm not saying that. Like, I mean, yeah, sometimes French people just complain for nothing. I mean, a lot of French people complain for nothing. But, I mean, that's also our strength to, like, ha like be able and, and have... And don't have any fear about, like... Um, saying when we don't think something is normal and I think that's why a lot of people are concerned and more and more violent about what is happening is that I think they just feel that they can't express themselves they can't be free anymore because when they try to defend their rights they are being like violently repressed which is mm, yeah. not really normal Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so maybe we will someday live in a world where there will be no trouble, no war, no conflict, and everyone will live happily together. But not today. Yeah, well, <laughs> Called me a pessimist. I don't see that coming. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think I'll see that in my in my life. I mean, if you look at human history, you, you know that it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I have a question regarding the Article 24 that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, what is the reasoning that the government is coming up with, like to explain why they want to put 
such an article into place? Uh, because they say that basically most of the videos of the police or like they were filmed in order to um, how to say that to harm them kind of to harm the police yeah to it's to put a bad name on the police mm, and that okay so more most the... of the time it's edited to make the police look bad uh, most of the time mm. it's done like it's 10 seconds and you don't see the police getting harassed you just see the police react and so I'd say that basically mm-hmm. videos are making the police look bad on purpose. So that's why it should mm-hmm. be forbidden. Well, okay, then I understand, like, the part of, like, private videos putting on the internet, but even from the media, like, or is is the, the editing mostly from the media? Well, I mean, the media are always editing things. Of course, but yeah. I mean, it's part of their job. Like, you don't want to watch a two-hour videos for two minutes uh, of interest. But, But, yeah, basically, it's an argument. The police are saying that it's also a good thing to prevent people from seeing the police brutality, I think, mostly. Yeah. And also, like... Uh, sorry I, I i was about to just to say that i would trust more like uh raw footage that someone filmed like like you know without editing or anything because you know that it was an edit like there was no edit on it well if you see it on the tv basically the media can just show you whatever they want so and what what yeah. they say like because people started to complain obviously and they said like okay it's not forbidden to film the police but it's forbidden to put it on the internet or to use it in the medias so what you can do is film it and sending send it to uh the dgse so dgse which is like the police of the police Mm, but okay it's the this police that like this organism that is like that was created to control the police is formed by other policemen so it would be like policemen watching and reacting to their colleagues yeah so this is a problem because it's not it's not independent it's not free and there are former policemen or like currently serving policemen currently serving policemen they are detached to this thing like they are not wow, okay. on, like they are not like doing the police work, but they are still on the payroll. Like so, they they are mm-hmm, policemen yeah. basically. Uh huh. Yeah. So this is quite a like like conflict of interest. Yeah, for sure. And uh, would you say that the media tends to be like against the police in what they are showing or how they are reporting? Hmm. I, I don't really know cause, well I'd say some media would be like pretty against the police some others would be like really in favor of the police uh, lately mm-hmm. they've all turned against the police because of article 24 because they saw their freedom being yeah. taken away even like traditionally right-wing medias started to complain about it which is not something they usually do uh, so mm-hmm. on TV, I'd say most medias are not political, but uh, like 
paper, like newspapers, are pretty much all like really clearly supporting one side of the political spectrum. But even the right wing papers starting started to complain about police brutality and how it happened and how the government was trying to like like put them like make them silent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that is something I'll like I update, I give you updates about it because I think mm-hmm. we'll have new things in about like five or six months. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's something that is gonna make a lot of change here. Uh, when is the election coming up? You said it, it's next year. Uh, yeah. Well, I say next year because I already think of myself as in 2021. So it will be in 2022, May 2022. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So there is some more time. Yeah, there's still a year. Uh, knowing that uh, President Macron will certainly start its campaign at the end of 2021. So he mm-hmm. won't do any new things by then. So he still has pretty much a year. What we can hope, if you are against his politics, obviously, um, is that COVID will actually take all this time. So they we're supposed to start vaccination in about... 15 days I think yeah two weeks mm-hmm. uh, here in France no, two or three weeks What? and then we'll have like the almost everyone will have the opportunity to get vaccinated uh, by March or April so maybe that will take up some of their time and they can't do anything else mm-hmm. but yeah that, that's difficult to know because maybe they will use this to vote some laws while people are busy getting vaccinated and like making conspiracy theories about how the virus is Bill Gates and things like that. Uh, Maybe they will vote some laws at that time when people are looking away. We don't know. Yeah, we, we will see. And so Yeah, we'll have to like maybe talk about your subject then. Like, do you? Have, I'm sorry. Do you have like so we? Do you have? What's your subject this week? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I have one more question regarding the black producer that you yeah talked about earlier. Of course. Um, what was the um, like? Yeah, what was the reasoning? of the police or what was the statement that they came up with um, for why this incident occurred? So apparently, because it's, it's still being like, uh, they're still working on it. Apparently, so he went out of his studio in Paris, so in the 17th borough, uh, and he, he mm. lives like uh, a few streets away, like a few meters away from his studio. And he was on the street without a face mask. Um, okay. And so the police started to come to him and apparently they asked him for his paper because you have to fill a, fill a paper to be out of our houses at the moment. And it, he mm-hmm. didn't have it because, well, he thought that he would not see the police in the few meters between his studio and his apartment. And... Mm-hmm. From what I've seen around, at that point, 
they started to to beat him and then they said like oh yeah he was going he was violent towards us he, he tried to fight us unfortunately there were uh, security cameras and that film they just started beating him up just like this and they said okay we'll put in the report that he attacked us first but that's not what happened mm -hmm. so then he he yeah. ran back to his studio which was closer uh, the, pol the police called for other policemen to come for this situation. They arrived. One of them uh, launched, like, threw a tear gas grenade uh, into the building hall. And so there, there wow. were the producer and some artists, uh, some friends in the hall, and mm -hmm. they were all like suffocating. Some went out, tried to run away, and the police beat them up. And so the producer was the one that took most of the of the bit in. Mm -hmm. And then so in the report, they said like, okay, so he attacked us. He was super violent. Uh, we were just uh, defending ourselves. And so when he, uh, like he went to jail for that, only a few days, but then everyone said, okay, so we have videos to prove that this is now how it happened. And so this is when all the media's starting talking about it. And yeah, we all learned wow. about it. So it's just a, well, it's a racist attack against one person by three other people who happen to be policemen. Mm -hmm. The only thing is that they lied about it. And that's the problem with the justice. It's that yeah. it's not a racist attack that is being considered. It's the thing that they lied on paper, on official papers. Yeah. Yeah. So, but just so you know, the three policemen that are being questions, uh, questioned at the moment uh, are on leave. And so this means that they are getting paid. They're just not working. So they are basically enjoying a sweet holiday at home with all their mm -hmm. salary being paid. So yeah, that that's something that really makes me angry is that in any yeah. other job, if you did something like that, you would be put under leave with no pay. Though at home being yeah. paid. And that that's something that like makes me really, really angry. Yeah, it's like basically um like a treat for them. Yeah, exactly. They were being rewarded for what they did. Yeah. Is there something that could have been done um like instead of just putting them off work but still paying them like is there illegal action that can be taken against the policeman well i think they are being uh like followed by the police of the police uh mm -hmm. but yeah, i don't know if there are other like disciplinary actions apart from maybe like being thrown out of the police like being fired yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there are other things to be done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I know that here also in Germany, it's it's very hard. If once you have a position in the state, then it's hard to get it taken away. Mm. Yeah, well, it's the same for most of the public, public servants in, here in France. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, yeah, I did some, some research earlier regarding the demographics of both the, the uh, voters for Trump and for the um, 
right-wing populist party here in Germany, the AFD, and they seem to be very similar, like in um, the, the just recent election uh, in the US, the Trump voters were mostly like without college education, they live rurally, and a lot of them are white males. And here in Germany, mm, most of the AFD voters um, Uh, most of the AFD voters have uh, only mm, an education level which is called mittlere Reife, which means that like which you get after about 10 years of schooling and usually when you're like more or less 16 and you do not get access to uh, college or university uh, with that level. And yeah, uh, most are between 30 and 60, which is like half of all the voters. And uh, most of the voters, again, are the ones that previously either didn't vote and some voters that are disappointed from the um, from the more dominant parties, SPD and CDU. Yeah, so what I think that tells us that we have to work about education because it means that people who don't get to university actually mm -hmm. are not educated about these type of things. And they don't, they don't yeah. see the the common things between historical parties and these ones and yeah. I think it's pretty shocking in in Germany especially with all that the country had to go through with Adolf Hitler that there is a party like yeah. the AFD that is basically saying Adolf Hitler was not that bad and yeah. They they all gain votes. Uh, I don't know how like what's the percentage of the votes they got, but it's quite scary. I think that they have a yeah. voice in like today. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, here I, I see the percentage numbers again. Like it's uh, um, uh, yeah, it's about like half. Uh, have like the middle life which is the 10 years of schooling or less and only like um, f like 16 percent have uh, access to university with the level of education they got and like not even 15 percent actually have a uh, university education mm, yeah so it's it's something that it's interesting to know that because that's something the government's right wing or left wing uh, have to work about they have to work on it yeah because basically it means that we're putting people in society that are not equipped with the knowledge necessary to know that this is pretty dangerous yeah and then they are more susceptible to like populists yeah well i mean we have the same here in france because uh, the far-right party is actually the, I would say, the second or the most powerful party in the country at the moment. So depending on the elections, it it is actually the most powerful party. So, yeah, this is pretty scary for the future, for the things that we have to face in the future. 
So I think on that we can wrap it up. Uh, it was great talking with you both. Yay! Uh, something we forgot to talk about is that we've called Sunday politics and a drink. So to finish on a light note, what were you drinking oh, during that, <laughs> during the podcast? Oh, I'm, I'm not drinking. You're not drinking. Wow! Go out. Okay. <laughs> We have this name. You have to invent something. Lie to us. <laughs> we found the imposter. <laughs> so, Marine, what were you drinking? I was drinking water that is called Jeju Sandasu. And, and it's like basically water from Jeju Island, I think. Which is an island in the south of... The South Korea island. Okay, so just like nicely branded water. It's very cheap water that I bought oh. at the convenience store. <laughs> okay. Well, so I was the only one true to the title today because I was drinking a nice cup of Earl Grey. I can't drink tea. It's like literally midnight right now. If I drink tea at midnight, I won't sleep. So I can't drink. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that, obviously, because it's not that late here in France. Yeah. And... Well, on that, I'll say goodbye to you and I'll get another another cup of Earl Grey. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, goodbye to you. It was a pleasure. And goodbye. maybe we'll talk tomorrow. We'll talk again later. Yes, yeah, sure. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.